Welcome to Run Club. This is a vacation edition of Run Club. I am on vacation this week, and so I we're not going to have a regular recording, but we do have in our archives a, a recording that we did just over a year ago. I'm not even sure what, what all is in this particular recording, other than I know we talk about the Olympics, and since the Olympics were canceled last year and postponed to this year, perhaps it's applicable to this year. So we hope you enjoy this podcast that comes straight out of the archives from the early, early, early days of the Run for God podcast. Again, hope you enjoy it. May God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson. To keep things more interesting and to ensure that I don't bore you to death, I am joined by Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Hey, Mitchell, it's an Olympic year. Are the track and field events your favorite events, or do you have some other events that you prefer in the Olympics? You know, I like all the running events. Um, I, I really do like the, the sprints. Um, I like the marathon. Obviously, I like the triathlon. But I really like curling. Is that a summer event or a winter event? <laughs> that's a winter event. Okay. Yeah. Well, I yeah, like that's, curling. That's yeah, a, it's, uh, it's a little bit different pace. Yeah, yeah. A little bit different skill set. But, yeah, that's a – yeah, I like the running events. We're, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Olympics shortly. Uh, as we have said, this is, this is like Devotions Live. We, we will share a couple of stories with you. We're going to share the hearts of some folks, and um, we, we want to know what you think about what we're doing here at Run Club. Let us know uh, how we can make things better, how we uh, can do things less that might annoy you. Whatever those things are. Uh, yeah, give help. us feedback. Help us to get better at what we're doing. You can send us messages uh, at customer service at runforgod.com or to dean at runforgod.com to let us know how we're doing. Uh, if you don't know about Run for God, if you've just kind of happened upon this and, and you're wondering, what is this Run for God thing about? Go to runforgod.com and you can learn all you need to know about who we are and, uh, and what we do. Hey, listen, we are proud to be sponsored by the world's greatest digital music platform, J Radio. We're sitting in their studios, and uh, we are so proud to be sponsored by such a tremendous uh, platform such as J Radio. You know that moment when you're running, and you settle into that perfect pace, and then the next song comes on? Don't let that happen again. With the new J Radio, you can trust us to make sure that the next song in your playlist will help you keep up that pace. Check out the Radio Active Station on J Radio for all different genres of workout music handpicked for you while you run. Start listening now at jradio.com. Okay, 
Okay, so we're back, and we have got a story to share with you from somebody whose running and faith have made a difference in their life. And this one comes to us from Helen Gentry from Franklin, North Carolina. And it's titled, Bittersweet, The Great Paradox of Running and Life. That sounds deep, doesn't Mm -hmm. it, Mitchell? (laughs) Sure does. And here's the story. Within the past month, I have run multiple road races in some of the most beautiful parts of the North Carolina mountains. I've run up winding roads with sunlight filtering its way through looming evergreens around a pristine blue lake. Today, I ran through a valley alongside a rushing river lined by trees exploding with magenta blooms and surrounded by mountains draped in mist. It can take your breath away. For me... Running always mirrors life. There is so much beauty to take in, so much that invokes wonder and awe. Life is simply spectacular, isn't it? Just dazzling. And yet, so very bittersweet. Bittersweet because of the hurts that won't heal easily, the things that I never would have chosen, and yet they persist in needling my heart. But then, in a way that I can't quite get my mind wrapped around, it's the bitter that makes the sweet even sweeter. Paul knew this. I think of Paul. He he had his thorn in the flesh, yet did a more joyful and passionate person ever live? I don't think so. Knowing that the best doctors believe that my eyesight may not last makes the splendor of this world has to offer that much more stunning to me. Yet, it's not lost on me that even in my running, which is my escape and my release when life is hard, there is pain. There's a sting. Tendinitis, arthritis, and joint problems mean that, at least for now, I feel a twinge of hurt every time my shoe hits the pavement. Having to fight to run? makes me cherish it that much more. Someday, I will run out of this life and into the next. I will cross the finish line of this life, and there will be celebrating. Finally, in a way that my brain cannot fathom here and now, there will only be beauty and wonder and awe without the bitter. No more pain or sting. I can only imagine, in the meantime, I rejoice in this truth shared by Bill Johnson. Quote, His goodness is beyond our ability to comprehend, but not our ability to experience. Our hearts will take us where our heart, our heads can't fit. Uh, close quote. With this in mind, my feet pound the pavement. I bask in the early morning sun and my eyes drink in the sights while my heart soars ever closer to him. This is what I love about running. Wow. Wow. What a great story uh, from Helen, um, from Franklin, ten, uh, North Carolina. I always want to say Franklin, Tennessee, because yeah. Franklin, Tennessee is so close to us. That's the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind. But this one's North Carolina. You know, I think what's incredible about that, uh, I haven't read that one until just right now. Um, you know, Helen's obviously dealing with some eyesight issues that may – ultimately result in in her going blind at some point that's at least that's the way i'm reading it knowing that the best doctors believe that my eyesight may not last you know wow what a what an incredible perspective she has on that um so many so many of us i don't know how i would handle that kind of news but she's looking at the good side of that 
and and man, there's a lot. Thank you for that story, Helen. That's an incredible story and, and something we can all definitely learn from. I know I just did. Well, and, and it, so many times we, we don't realize what we had until we lose it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can name hundreds of things, I'm sure, that, that we didn't know how great it was. We lost it, and then we're like, oh, I wish I had that back. Um, this is one lady who's realizing it yeah. up front yeah. that uh, if I lose this, this is precious. And, you know, I, I was reminded of a um, – a quote that you say often. I don't. I don't know if you came up with this quote. Maybe you did. I don't know. But you. You. You say if you don't have bad days and you don't have anything to compare the good ones to, and that's that's basically how she's living her life right now. She understands there's going to be bad days and she cherishes those, so that when the good days come, she's got something to look back and compare those to. So yeah, that's an incredible story. Yeah, it is. And she's got a, a scripture reference here from Hebrews six eighteen through twenty, um, and it says. We who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline reaching past all appearances right to the very presence of God where Jesus, running on ahead of us, has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. I'm impressed you got that name right. What what a great <laughs> <laughs> I would have butchered that. What a great great scripture reference for this story. My goodness. Yeah, I mean it, yeah, it's we we hear it all the time and and if we can just if we can just keep this in our mind all the time that that Jesus is he's went ahead of us. That's why he came to this earth as fully God and fully man um and he never sinned and he paved the way. He 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 mapped out the blueprints of how we need to live our lives. And if we would just stick to those blueprints, you know, my, my background is building houses. And if, if I don't stick to a blueprint, trouble, 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 be a messed up house. (laughs) And as we do the same thing with our life, we, Mm -hmm. we vary from that blueprint and we mess our lives up so many times that we don't have to, if we'll just stick to, to God's blueprint, follow Jesus' example. Man, our lives will be so much better. They would. They would. She shares another scripture reference here that we've all heard, 1 Peter 5, 7, um, but this is a different translation of it. And I really like this translation. It says, live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. That's so. It's that's an interesting perspective and way to look at it. It's the same scripture, just said in a so different what, way. What version is that? That is the message. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard it put like that. That's yeah. an interesting twist on that. It is. She shares some questions. What are some ways that the challenges, obstacles, and difficulties that you encounter in running serve to help you appreciate the gift of running even more? And then how does that same principle work in your life? Well, you know, I think this is this is the heart of Run for God. This is why the, the parallel faith and endurance works so much, because the Bible is very clear that it's, it's struggles. It's, um, gosh, I... I'm being put on the spot. I'm putting myself on the spot right here, but um, challenges produce faith. It produces perseverance. It produces all the qualities in our life that make us more like Christ. You know, it's they talk about us being put in the refiner's fire. You know, we've got to have struggles. We've got to have challenges. We look at Paul. He said, "I rejoice in my affliction." And he was in prison yeah. when he said that because he he got it. And if we can just get that, if we can understand that it's. It's not the good days that that mold our character. It's the bad days. Yeah, uh, our, the good days is where our character comes out. Absolutely, uh, and it's also the bad days. Um, but yeah, we we gotta have those struggles. And she talks about the running side of that. And on the running side of that, I think about dealing with injuries. 
Um, you know, as coaches, we see and deal. It's really hard to deal with injuries that somebody else has more than than even than yourself. Uh, but when when you when you look at injuries and you realize that you have to have some patience, mm-hmm. uh, and that patience pays off, mm-hmm. it's a great way to look at at waiting for God and waiting for His timing. Mm-hmm. Um, Hard work pays off. That's another running-related thing. When you work hard, you don't see the results today. Today you're sore. Today it hurts. Down the road, you see the benefits, though. Um, Delayed gratification is really a thing to be cherished, but it's not something we're real familiar with these days. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a big one. Question two, take a moment and ponder different areas of your life. What are you thankful for currently? For example, natural beauty around you, your health, the ability to run, et cetera, things like that. I think this is kind of a rhetorical question. Um, I think in my life, the one thing that, I, that that my brain goes to when you just leave it open like that is is my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, having a godly wife uh, has – our relationship has gotten better, um, and we've gotten – as we get closer to God, we get closer together. Um, but she's taught me so much mm-hmm. um, in patience and things that I lacked. Um, you know, God says two are better. You know, two are better together a lot of times, and mm-hmm. um, we're we're certain she's better. I'm better when she's around. Well, we both married way over our head. Yes. We both know that. We acknowledge that. But I, I think even beyond that, I, I think the the older I get, the more I the thing I'm thankful for is that God shows me what's truly important. My priorities mm-hmm. have changed. I'm 42 years old now. Um, I just bought readers this past weekend. Oh, I don't welcome have them to the club right now. Uh, <laughs> but I think as I get older, God is showing me that to cherish the things that are truly important, not the things that were brought up um, society teaching us that's important. You know, society teaches us all the wrong things are important, but family, our walk with Christ, uh, a loving wife, loving kids. Um, shaping them and molding them in a way that that they're god-fearing young men my two sons um those are really the important things in life and i I thank god every day that he's he's showing me that every day he's changing my focus as to to what's important and i I think this ministry is a big part of that um and and as coaches um that's something that we really try to get our athletes to see and to understand and then to value the things that are really important because they're, they're young folks in a in a world that's throwing a lot at them. Yeah, and, I mean, we say all the time, just be different. Yeah. And we say that in the sense that be different so that, that your friends, your peers, your teachers, that they see Christ in you because if, if you're exuding Christ, if you're showing Christ, you're going to be different in today's society. I, I'm pretty sure that's been the case in all societies, but especially now. Um, that if, if you're shining Christ, people are going to – they're going to notice, you know, I, I, I love to tell the story. Um, Lane, my son, he was at a, uh, he was at a camp here a while back and, um, the young people at the camp, some of them use language that, that Lane doesn't use. And, and, uh, one of the people at the camp, they, they noticed that about Lane and, and they said, Lane, you don't, you don't cuss. And, uh, I think it embarrassed him just a little bit, and Lane was telling me about this, and I said, Lane, that's that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. I said, they noticed that about you, and that's that's the way we need to go out into our everyday life is how are we going to make people or how are we going to encourage people to see Christ 
in us. And sometimes it's it's not as a good experience as, as Lane had with, with that person asking him. Uh, sometimes it may be persecution. Um, people, you know, hurling comments or things that we don't like, but that's what we're called to do. We're called to be different. You know? yeah. Man, I know I took a big rabbit trail right there, but <laughs> but yeah, I just I love this story. One. It really yeah. sparks a lot of a lot of good things. Helen did a great job with the story. Yeah, she did. Another question: How are you experiencing God's goodness right now, in spite of the difficulties of life? And then, how can you share His goodness with others this week? <laughs> and I can't help but think. Uh, a few weeks ago, um, Mitchell knows this story, but a few weeks ago I decided to try to be 20 years old again mm-hmm. and hop over a fence. I thought it's just a quick little hop over, a little four-foot fence, and uh, I'm not sure what happened. Something got tangled. Something didn't work right. I fell to the ground. 50-plus years old happened. And Yes. <laughs> and I dislocated eight ribs, and uh, it was so, so painful. Um, but you know what it did, what I, I think about that is it gave me the opportunity to live what I preach. Mm-hmm. You know, when I tell folks that, look, bad things happen and we have to come back from those bad things, uh, bad things happened. I, it hurt really bad just to walk, but, and it took me a few days of running one mile at a time to get through it, but I ran every day. I was uh, able to run with Dean during those days. I was actually able to run faster than Dean yes. during those days. But I, I tell you one thing I noticed is it, it made you appreciate those good days. It does. You were having some pretty rotten days running a 16-minute mile around the track. Yes. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, and it, it just it, it it's a great time to carry your testimony around. I think that uh, when things like that happen to us, the way that we as Christians – react to negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, I had somebody this morning that, that uh, had some negative comments for, for some of the ways that I do some things this morning. And the way that I responded to them was very important. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so we, we have to realize people are watching. Yeah. It's so easy to just uh, to, to not realize that and yeah. to let our passion take over and, and make a mistake. But For sure. Hey, listen, this is a great, great story. Um, I'm sure that there are thousands of other great stories out there that we don't know about, but we want to know about them. We want to know. And we want you to submit your story. And you may think, well, my story is not a big deal, but it is. It is. There's somebody out there going through exactly what you've been through. And uh, find a way to write that down. If you'll go to runforgod.com and you will submit your story through the, through the devotions tab, we will give you, give you, that's free, a one-year subscription to Run Club. You can't beat that. Free's good. I mean, we have a lot of incredible stuff as part of this Run Club, and somebody's going to get it for free if they just tell us their story. And think about how many lives that story may change. I know this story we read right here from Helen. It it rocked my world this morning. Um, this is a great story. So I needed to hear this story, Helen. You may think nobody needed to hear this. I needed to hear it. Great story. If you've ever participated in any sport, you've probably met a great coach. Great coaches inspire us to do more than we ever thought possible. You can be the leader that helps others achieve things they never thought possible. You, yes, you have the ability and the opportunity to be that person. All you need is a heart to help people and the ability to follow a plan. The Run for God 5K Challenge will come ready to help you inspire those around you. 
The step-by-step guide will direct you how to plan, pray, and train people both physically and spiritually. You can help them become more fit in their health and in their walk with Christ. Share your passion. Go to runforgod.com to find out how to inspire others to accomplish big things. Okay, so it's time for Dean's Thoughts, a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. Okay, Dean, so I'm, I've gotten pretty good at interrupting you at this point. You know, last week we talked about the Nike Vapor Flies and how my son had just gotten a pair. And, uh, and we talked about the shoe, but I want to talk about what, what the shoe did recently. Back in October... Uh, Kipchoge broke the two-hour marathon barrier, the fastest marathon ever run in any condition, and he broke the two-hour marathon barrier in a pair of these vapor flies. So is it legit or is it not? This is another big debate that's going on is whether that should be, you know, it, it didn't go in the record books, but many people think that that should just be wiped off. Any mention ah. of it that, you know, it, the two-hour marathon was broken. Oh, I think it's like anything else. I think it's like somebody standing at home plate in the uh, in a major league baseball stadium with an aluminum bat and seeing how far they can hit one. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's not a record, but I think and it's they interesting. never claimed it to be a record. That's right. You know, they, That's right. But it was a if if you've never watched that video of is it Eliud 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 Kipchoge, uh, pull that up. I mean, they had pace cars, they had an inverted. It was high tech. V. I mean, he was running on a road. But everything was very scientific, so I encourage you to go go pull it up and, and look at it. But the big controversy was the shoes he was wearing. But I'll tell you what, flies. here's the bottom line on that. I He was running at, I can't even remember the pace, like 439 per mile to do that, <laughs> 438, crazy. something like that. Listen, I have run that fast, and I know what it takes to run that fast. And the idea that somebody can run at that pace for two hours – is just, no matter what shoes it is. Yeah, I, I don't care what you're wearing. The idea that you can move your body that fast for that long is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, go pull that video up if you haven't seen it on YouTube. It, it's, uh, it's just type in sub-two-hour marathon and you'll you'll get it. Uh, be something cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So let's share this. This is a story that I wrote about the Olympics. We talked a little bit about the Olympics a few minutes ago, and this one is called Olympic Excitement. It's an Olympic year. I love Olympic years. It's the one time every four years that track and field becomes important. And I love track and field. I have never understood why it is only the Olympics that captures everyone's attention in the track and field world. We have world championship meets, but they never demand the same level of attention. Essentially, a world championship meet is the same as an Olympic meet, at least in my eyes. But clearly, they are not the same, right? Uh, Maybe it's the fact that we love getting excited about our country. And even though there are still countries attached to the athletes at the World Championships, it's just not the same. And there are other sports we get excited about at Olympic time. That's the only time that I'll watch gymnastics, for example. So I completely understand the idea of following a sport just for the Olympics. Sometimes we find new sports to get excited about. I remember learning about curling. (laughs) Debbie, my wife, and I love curling. 
And more recently, I've come to learn about biathlon. If you don't know about either of them, they're both Winter Olympic sports. Curling is essentially shuffleboard on ice with big heavy rocks, but so much more. And biathlon combines cross-country skiing with target shooting. Imagine running as hard as you can and then stopping to shoot at a target, sometimes standing, sometimes laying down, that is one and a half to four and a half inches wide and 164 feet away. You do that with the rifle that you carry on your back while you go. That is crazy. Maybe you're not an Olympic fan. Maybe you get excited about something else that happens infrequently enough that you really get fired up as the date approaches for that thing or event. Whatever it is, almost everyone has something that really gets them excited. What about running? Do you get excited about getting out to run? As excited as you do about the Olympics? Probably not so much. But why not? We don't get really excited about the things that are right in front of us all the time. The anticipation of an infrequent event makes it more exciting. That next run, well, it's just a Wednesday morning run, right? We might be fired up for an upcoming race, but we're not usually ecstatic over a four-miler on a Tuesday. The infrequency of a thing makes its value higher, doesn't it? Or at least we treat it that way. But, and you have to really think about this, which is more important to you, the Olympics or the next run? We'll get a lot more out of the next run, won't we? Well, how about this? Do you get excited over the weekly trip to your church? We tend to take that for granted too, don't we? You know, there are places in the world where you're not free to go to church and worship. People risk their lives to gather in groups in those countries. In the meantime, we complain when it's hot in the building. I'm not throwing stones. I count myself among the apathetic. But when we take a step back and look, how great is it that we can run, that we get to run, we get to go to church. Most importantly, we get to spend eternity with the God who created everything if, and it's a big if, if we choose to. Think about that privilege. Why are we not more excited to gather with a group of believers and worship the God of the universe? Is it because it's the thing right in front of us all the time? It's not difficult to realize what a big deal our salvation is, but we tend to take it for granted, don't we? I'm sure we all, every once in a while, find ourselves immersed in His glory. We have times when it overcomes us, when we understand. Sometimes it's because of a special event, but sometimes it hits us out of nowhere. And boy, it's great when it does. What do you think about more than anything else? For me, it's most often running. I can have discussions about running-related thing, anything running-related, for hours, if there's time for it. I soak up running-related news like a sponge. <laughs> I do some of that with God-related things, too. But which one am I known for? Do people look at me as the running guy or the Jesus follower guy? Listen, there's nothing wrong with being known as the running guy. I do love to get excited about all things running. But... I also want to be known as the faithful guy who is always eager to share the good news of the Bible with anyone who will listen. Hey, the Olympics are coming, and it is exciting. Do you know what else is coming? Jesus' return trip. It might be today. 
Now that is something to get excited about. (laughs) (laughs) So the Olympics are coming, Mitchell. You ready for them? You know, I think so. When is that? Is that like August, July or August? I think it's end of July, beginning of August. Yeah. 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 I I love to watch them. Uh, It's funny. You said curling too. Uh, is that a thing for runners, I guess, that runners are cued into that? or is that? I'm not sure if there's a connection. Yeah, I, I Rocks, rocks I and running. We're just both weird. We, we like curling. Yeah, we are weird. Curling big rocks. Of course, I love shuffleboard. Well, there you go. You know, we go, we used to camp quite a bit, and there was a campground down in Panama City, and it had shuffleboard. It was kind of a retirement community. <laughs> but my kids, when they were young, loved playing shuffleboard. So I guess that's what, I guess that's the draw to curling. Curling. If you don't know about it. Check it out. Yes, the next new thing. There is power in people's stories. It's a challenging time. What do you do when everything you believe about God is being tested and God doesn't look like the good father that he says he does? You've got layers and layers and layers of hate in your heart. It it takes God to clean it out. Your story can help encourage others around the country, just like these stories have. You can walk through a simple process of sharing your story with the Big Share app. Download the Big Share app in your app store to start sharing hope with others. Okay, so we're going to share why we think running is so awesome. And here's why running is so awesome. Good visits to the doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, I hear from friends, non-runners, about blood pressure problems and weight issues and other problems that are related to the sedentary lifestyle. And, you know, every time I go to the doctor and get a checkup, they always say, well, your blood pressure is perfect and your weight is good and all of these things, all of my numbers. Well, they check your heart rate and they say, you must be a runner. They do. That's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Why is your heart rate only beating at 48 beats a minute? Yeah. Because I'm a runner. Uh, now, running doesn't guarantee good checkups, but it makes them a whole lot more likely. But it also, I mean, it saves you money. It, on this note, it, it gets you a better premium on your life insurance because they check all those things for sure. They absolutely do. And it's, uh, yeah, it, you get paid back when you run. For all that time you for spend sure. out there. Absolutely. Our motivational thought for the week. Success seems to be connected to action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. That's a quote from Conrad Hilton, who was the founder of Hilton Hotels. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of keeping momentum going. And yeah. with running, that's kind of the way running works. Um, I think about when I was a kid and I was learning how to ride a bike and I remember the first time that I actually rode a bike and I remember you had to keep moving, mm-hmm. right? The more you keep moving, the easier it is. And I think that's the way life is. Yeah. I think we keep moving through life and we don't stop and just dead stop. Um, I think it helps life roll faster. You know, years ago when, when our triathletes were much younger, we, we had a lot of kids join the triathlon team that didn't know how to ride a bike without training wheels. And we were, we got to, we had the privilege of being part of several kids learning to ride a bike without training wheels, and it never failed when you pushed them off that first time. What was going to happen? They're going to fall. Yep. And I, I, I remember I never would let mom or dad run over and pick them up and, and, and coddle them. I would always make the child get back on the bike right then and start riding because I didn't want, I didn't want them to associate falling with – getting coddled by mom and dad and saying it's okay and taking off the day. I wanted that that vision of falling 
to be followed by getting right back up and getting back on the bike. And man, that's that's our life. And it is absolutely. And that's what God calls us to do. Absolutely. Right? Keep yep. moving. Keep moving. Hey, we hope you have enjoyed this uh, third edition of Run Club. Uh, we want you to join Run Club. It's nine dollars and ninety-seven cents a month. I'm trying to think. We're going to spend el- more on that on lunch here in just a minute. Yeah. What else can you do for nine ninety-seven a month? Not much. Not a lot. And we so. and we give a lot of stuff. We a do. Of, I think it's good information. You may you may tell us different. Um, if you don't like this, please email us and let us know what we can do better. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. We're new to this. Yes, but um, join Run Club because when you join Run Club, you not only um, join Run Club and get this great content, but you're also helping the Run for God ministry and helping take the gospel out to thousands and hundreds of thousands even of people. And we've recently seen people that have been touched through Run for God materials in other countries, yeah, halfway around the world. Um, so you're helping to do that when you support Run for God through the the run club. Yeah, so we go, want this. We want this to be the largest run club in, in the, the world. world. And I, we can do that. We can we, do that with your help. We can do that. So will you go to runforgod.com forward slash run club right now and, and sign up to be a member? It's easy, and you won't even miss it. Right. Yep. Hey, we hope you enjoyed it. Again, like Mitchell said, give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing poorly. Let us take out those things we don't do well, and let us do more of the things that we do well. Make sure that you like, you subscribe, you get notifications, you click the bells. Do all the things that uh, that you need to do uh, so that you get these things. Now, listen, if you join Run Club, these things will we'll, we'll send them right to you. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna send you a link. It'll take you right where you need to go. Go out there and join Run Club. Now, go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.